Definitely. If you added muscle mass this offseason, <laughs> I've, I've lost a little bit of fat as well and added <laughs> a couple of pounds of muscle mass. Yes. <laughs> it should help us. We, uh, we talked to Mo yesterday kind of about the situation with Matt and the switch over to Joe McEwing. Yeah. How did that kind of play out from your perspective and what's the early conversation been like with Joe? Yeah. Um, gosh, it was an interesting process. I, I had several conversations with Matt leading up to him stepping down. And at the end of the day, um, I, I truly do believe he made the right decision. Um, do I want Matt? Did I want him here next to me every day? Absolutely. I've known him for a long time. And uh, I would have enjoyed the heck out of that. Uh, that's the reason we made the hire. Um, but when, when I started learning more about everything he has going on and um, just take a step back and understand what's important, uh, I support the decision he made. It makes a lot of sense, actually. And then transitioning to Joe um, was a quick pivot. And I'll tell you, we landed an awesome bench coach. Um, I've had several conversations. I actually just got done meeting with him again uh, this morning. And uh, I'm beyond excited for some of the possibilities there. And this is a guy that's been around the game for a long time, um, understands what we're about, uh, which is important, um, the history and, and traditions of St. Louis. And um, at the end of the day, um, we're not going to skip a beat. Had you ever interacted with him in the past? Let's do that again. Had you ever interacted with Joe in the past? Um, briefly. Just, uh, I mean, on the field during, like, BP exchanges, that, that type of thing, but nothing in depth. Yeah. Uh, like, what's spring training going to be like that you've got so many new coaches, but then half your team's going to be gone with the World <laughs> Baseball Classic? Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, but at the same time, it's a great opportunity for, your, for us to lay eyes on some of the other guys. So I'm actually – extremely excited about it. Uh, we do have some new coaches, but the continuity is, uh, I'm not worried about that at all. Um, our group is extremely collaborative in nature and just the way they go about it is, uh, Joe's gonna feel at home. Um, Danny Nicolason, who's been with us for several years, um, mostly with our minor league guys, but joins us during big league camp, um, is, a, is a great addition. Um, really looking forward to having him every day here. But uh, new coaches, sure, but uh, we're, we're not lay eyes on a lot of those young guys in, in big game situations. Yeah, and just being able to actually get in more reps um, and seeing them every day rather than an at-bat here or there, it's, it's going to be good to just really lay eyes on a lot of those young guys, some of the pitchers, some of the um, position players and Jordan and, and some of those guys. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, do you want your guys there every day? Yeah, but um, I'm also excited for those guys that have accepted an opportunity to play in the WBC. So it'll be good. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to seeing him more than anything. We This will be the first time I actually get to evaluate him on a day-to-day -day basis. So uh, expectations, he's going to come in. We have a lot of guys that play the outfield. He's going to compete for a position, and uh, he wakes up every morning hoping to beat somebody out, and the other guys wake up every morning hoping not to get beat out. So it should be fun. Ali, you uh, Awesome. Um, good question. This is they've been unbelievable this off season in visiting our players, setting up zooms, and just making sure that um, there's one message and there's clarity in where we're headed um, offensively and on the pitching side. I'm beyond excited about where we're headed with both of those departments. Um, 
they're both extremely good communicators. Our players are comfortable with them. Turner last year showed his ability to create trust um, with our guys, and, and they respect him a ton. So him being able to fly out to the West Coast and meet with some of those guys, um, Gorman and Olin and Nude and Eddie and that whole group, um, was important and uh, his communication with T.O. and some other guys has been really good and then Dusty uh, just came from visiting Wayno and um, making some other trips so overall communication has been great and uh, I feel like we're in a good spot. Colin you explained yeah. to Coach Nichols that Dusty Blake has changed his view of the game um, based on the way that he's been able to shape some of his pitches and yeah. now kind of dove into some of the more num the numbers behind them. Can you speak to what it is as a coach that allows Dusty to reach a player like that? Yeah, good question. Um, Dusty has the ability. I think we often categorize coaches and we put them into two buckets, and that'd be like an old school bucket and a new school bucket. And I think I can debate and argue that all day long. But at the end of the day, if we just use those two buckets, I think he's a great blend of both where he's very aware of the modern game and how to use it but also how to simplify it and make it actionable. Um, but in the way he communicates and kind of understands the grit of the game, you can also categorize him as an old-school communicator and how he gets this kind of modern game and translates it to the player to be able to actually deliver it on the field. Um, so he's a great blend of both, um, and I, that's, that's what's valuable to me as far as making him the number one here. If you disagree with it, the sure. culture is something that you think contributes to winning and can be an important thing. What does this clubhouse look like without two of the most prominent personalities of the era, if not there, in Pujols and Molina? Yeah. Um, understand how I say this, but no different. And it's because those two led well. Um, so because they did their jobs in leading while they were here, I don't think we skip a beat. Um, when you lead well, you're able to leave and, and things continue to run well. And those two guys, the, I mean, I, I think of Albert. This guy played 22 years in the big leagues. Um, he was the first one here every single day. Uh, and, and there's days where I would show up and he's already sitting in front of his locker. And I finally pulled up a chair and I said, hey, Albert, 22 years. First guy here every day. Why? He goes, listen. Part of the responsibility in coming back was you got Eddie and Newt and Gorman and all these young guys. Part of it is them being able to see what it takes to be great. And that's my responsibility to show up here before they show up every single day so they know what it takes. Um, so when you ask what, what's the culture going to look like without those two guys here, no different because they led well while they were here. And those guys that are in that clubhouse now know what it takes and know how to lead. So um, I'm appreciative of the way they went about it because we won't skip a beat. Of that then sure. is how over the last few years you've seen, both in your role now and in the previous role, Goldschmidt and Arenado, yeah. who come from the outside, either bring a bit of what they have as personality and merge it with what you guys have going on. Yeah, and there, there's been a tick up of overall responsibility and holding guys accountable. As those guys were on their way out, these guys were, were taking a more um, – just a bigger role in what that clubhouse looks like. And we're talking about two guys, although from the outside, I've always wanted to play here. And they wanted to be here for a reason because they understand what we're about. So um, when you talk about that, the culture in that clubhouse, those guys will, will lead. Um, and Wayno's still here. Let's not forget about that. Yeah. How does it mean that guys are going to be all overseas 
that are going to be tanked yeah. at EDC and the new rules next year. This, this, is there going to be a competitive edge up for grabs based off of which teams can navigate these these different things and come out of this come into the season most prepared? Yeah, the team that communicates the best is going to to have an advantage there. Because um, you're going to have guys spread all over the place. You have new rules. Um, but the team that really locks in on how to communicate those things and, and keep everybody on track is going, it's definitely going to have an advantage. Um, the pickoff rule, there's certain ones that could get pretty silly um, depending on how you, how you want to go about it. So there'll be strategy around all of it. You have to work that into the spring Yeah, you do. The yeah, yeah, you do. And um, it's good that our minor league system has experienced it to a certain degree, and we'll, we'll draw from them um, to understand some of the, the ins and outs of it. Do you guys have a final number of guys who are going to be participating? Not yet. A lot. I'm not sure. <laughs> it feels like it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. growing by the day. Correct. Yeah. One of your coaches, too. Excuse me? One of your coaches as well is going to be part of that? Which one? Julio, is he? In conversation, but okay. yes, um, there's a lot. <laughs> Ollie, on, the, on the rule changes, people talk about the ban of the shift, but it's really the infield shift that's been banned. Mo mm-hmm. said yesterday during his Q&A that you could see some outfielders that kind of come into that rover spot. Do I don't think you will. Um, I think the league has made it pretty – they've been very clear on let's let's play the game. Don't make us put another rule in here just to – make sure that the left fielder isn't playing in front of the right fielder. Like, we're doing this for a reason, so don't get cute with, with what we have. Um, and if you do, then we'll just we'll write it in so you can. So I, I don't think we'll see a whole lot of that. said yesterday, said a lot of this season is going to come down to who is Tyler O'Neill, who is, who is Dylan Carlson. What have your conversations and, and visits been like with those two guys? They're working hard, and they're working smart. And I, I agree. I, I not so much that our season will come down to them, but um, this is a great opportunity for them to step up. Um, T.O. has gone about it in a way that I would say it's, it's probably the first offseason where collectively as a training staff, as a performance staff, we feel good about the direction Tyler's headed in with his lower half and being able to stay healthy over 162 games. Now, Anything could happen, um, but at least he's he's taking the steps that we're comfortable with in order to make that happen. Um, so he's gone about it extremely well. And Carlson, same thing. Um, our guys have gone to see him several times, and he's on track. He's a he's a guy. If you look at him, he's just he's physically not added a ton of uh, to our earlier question muscle mass and. Um, as he's gotten older, but he, he's he's sure working at it, and uh, we're hoping to see a little bit more power out of uh, out of Dylan. You go into spring wondering how that outfield dynamic's going to play out. Say that one more time. Do you go into spring kind of wondering how that outfield dynamic's going to play out? How who's going to take the jobs? Who's going to? Yeah, but in a positive, exciting way. Uh, there's a lot of competition, and nobody has a job. Um, they're going to have to earn it. And that's the part that's fun. Um, there are a lot of moving parts. There, there's a lot of different combinations that you can use in that outfield. So it'll be important for them to show up ready. Um, but it's something I'm looking forward to. On a similar note, Nolan Arnano earlier today said that your success is going to be gauged a lot from pitching. And a lot of decisions to be made on the pitching rotation, especially with Matt's coming back. 
Flaherty apparently looking great this offseason. How do you evaluate your pitching rotation, your pitching staff in general heading into the spring? Yeah, Nolan's spot on. Um, a lot of it will come down to that. And we have uh, a lot of guys that will compete for that rotation spot as well. And we're looking forward. I mean, speaking to Jack, um, this is the best he's felt in a long time. And he's really looking forward to showing up in spring and, and being the Jack that he's capable of being. Um, Matt, same thing. We missed out on him for, for a decent amount of last year. He's excited to be in there every day. Uh, Montgomery, Michael is my, I mean, you, you look at all of these guys and um, there'll be competition, but it's also an area that'll that'll be fun to watch. Last year, you had the string of sessions confidence from Jack was at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. Jack, as, as you know, is someone that really likes to watch expectations. How do you temper those expectations to keep him locked in in spring without tempering the overall performance level, if that makes sense? Um, I don't think he's affected by the high expectations as much as he um, he knows what he's capable of doing and is frustrated when he doesn't show that. Um, but putting high expectations on him, there, there's no, no one's going to have higher expectations on Jack than Jack has on Jack. So um, I'm not concerned with us articulating like, yeah, we're expecting a lot. No, he's getting, that's what he's preparing to do. And he's looking forward to executing on that. We know what he's capable of. And when he says this is the best I've felt in a long time, that's exciting for everybody. That doesn't have to face him. Yes. With Jack last year, was he he was limited physically and also limited somewhat by the calendar? Is that a good way to look at it last year as far as just kind of how the year went? Yeah, there's a lot of different variables that kind of impacted Jack, but um, it was a frustrating year for, for everybody. Uh, he wanted to, he wants to see us win, and a lot of his frustration is he feels like he's letting everybody down by not being on the mound every fifth day. So mentally, that takes a toll on you too when you when you know you can help and you you're not able to. So physically and mentally, it was was tough on him last year. So fresh start, looking forward to it. What does what does a 2019 Jack do in October 2023 for you? I mean, is that the kind of pitcher? That sure, be nice. Playoffs. Absolutely. We're talking about a guy in 2019. He's a, a sure number one. Um, we get that version of him, which is what we expect and what he expects. And, yeah, again, exciting for everybody. Colin, when you look at his skill set, what do you see as the ceiling for a player like Lars Newbar? It's a really good question. I hate putting a ceiling on anybody um, just because, I mean, my guess is maybe just as good as anybody else's in here. Um, but Newt has some high potential. And, and what I like about him is he's never satisfied with where he's at. He's always looking for that next edge. And we see guys like Goldie and Nolan continuing to have unbelievable seasons and still looking for that next thing to, to take um, their game to another level. And, and Lars is no different. He's been working extremely hard this offseason. He's going about it in a really good way. Been in touch with him quite a bit. And um, he's unlocking some things that I think we're going to see a much better version of Newt. Um, on the ground less, some more power. And the combination of what he brings physically to the game, but also his mentality and overall goofiness is a great blend of, I mean, sometimes that's your best kind of combination of player where you're good, you know you're good, um, you work hard, but you're also goofy enough to not care.
and uh, I like that about him. So I'm early in the offseason. Yeah. A few weeks ago, he said, wow, he looks different. Yeah. Wow, sounds different coming off his bat. Does that show that's, how hard that's, that's spot on, yeah. And, and Nolan described it to me over the phone, same thing. He hit with Newt. I said, man, it's it's looking really good. Um, everything's looking better. He was already in a good spot, but he was really impressed with where his swing was. And Turner just got back from that trip and uh, said the same thing. He feels really good about where Newport's at at the moment. Uh, catching the f- ball will be good. And, uh, yeah, it's a requirement. Um, but, no, just the more he's out there and getting his reads, he, he's athletic enough to uh, – that guy throws hard. Um, he, he's athletic enough to, to figure it out. Um, we have a lot of guys in our outfield that you can easily throw into center field and just get, get them the right amount of reads. And they'll uh, they'll be fine. He's one of them. Oscar, man, I remember Oscar. I had Oscar early on when I was managing the minor leagues. This is a guy that knows the game. Great instincts. Um, he called me as soon as uh, that all went through, and uh, yeah, great instincts. Could go and get the ball. Um, good at reading swings and just, I mean has that just intangible, like he just knows, like he just senses the game in a way that others don't, and I like that about him, yeah. Back to Dr. Dillon for a second. Sure. Is he dealing with more injuries and stuff last year that I didn't even know about that affected his performance? Um, How do you analyze uh, Yeah, uh, he, he's communicated what was hurting, and uh, he's a guy that wants to be in the lineup every day, whether he communicated how much it was hurting. The guy wanted to play, and I'll tell you that it feels a lot better today than it did when he was uh, grinding through it. So, yeah. Well, you've talked a lot about your conversations you've had with players, your staff's conversations I've had with players this offseason that was not allowed this time last year because yeah. of the lockout. How much has that changed what the offseason has looked like both for you and for some of the players? It, it, it takes the guesswork out where you're showing up knowing where every guy's at, right? Like, no surprises. You, you know who's healthy and, and where they're at in their throwing program. They're hitting progression. Their ground ball is base running. Like it's just, it, it, it's a sense of peace walking in and knowing you're not going to learn anything on day one that you didn't know. Um, so that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen them live a ton. No, they're definitely on the radar. These are guys that. Um, our entire staff in the minor league speaks highly of our scouting department and, and, and flow and those guys really like. Um, so these are the guys we're talking about that it'll be good to lay eyes on them and, and see them often. Um, they could be a, a nice piece for us when we'll see. I'm about to experience it okay. now. Yeah. So I'm hitting you guys up first. Okay. And then, uh, but no, I, I've been here all winter, and honestly, I've, I've enjoyed the heck out of it. It's been fun. Normally, we spend the off seasons in Florida, and uh, we committed to stay up here as much as possible this winter. And the people have been unbelievable. So, is it colder? Yes, um, but are the people friendlier? Yeah, it's been cool. Um, yeah. Not yet. This this final go around. How much do you sense that he's still mad the way last season ended? And that's driving 
yeah, that's why you play as long as Wayno has played. Is those things are frustrating, and then he'll figure out a way to kind of redeem it. It's it's in his nature too. Um, he's never going to be okay with how it ended last year, so that'll play into kind of how he goes about his spring and how he goes about just preparing for the spring. So, yeah, it's a uh, he's an ultra competitor, so that's just part of it. Polly is getting after it, man. Like, really getting after it. And uh, it's easy to sit here, and if I'm being completely honest, it's, well, he's had, we've done this before. He's working really hard, and he comes in, and nothing happens. Yeah, that could happen again this year. Honestly, it could. But is he going about it different? Way different. Is he extremely open to everything that we're wanting him to do and then making strides in the directions that Yes, 100%. So he's down there every day working with Daniel. Um, I get a report every day as far as what that workload looks like and the progression to it. And I'm telling you that there's real increase in, in a lot of different areas in how his bat's coming through the zone, um, flatter through the zone. He's getting more velo. Um, bat speed is up. There's real, like you can measure the progress day to day with Pauly. Now it's a matter of him taking it into the game, um, and that part is on him. Is that something that excites you about the upcoming season, knowing that there's a guy like Paul Young and you've got other guys on your team that last year you'd say didn't reach their maximum potential, but all those guys are coming in, and if they all were to, were to get closer to that level, it would really be something special for this group? No doubt. It, it's easy to sit here and write him off because – he has a bad year, and then you go, okay, he's working really hard, and then he does it again. You're like, ah, let's just go ahead and move on. That's that's the easy thing to do. Am I excited about what the, the possibilities are with him? I am. Is he going to have to win a job? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but is this the first offseason where I'm truly optimistic about the changes that are being made? Yes, now it's a matter of him carrying it out into the game. Um, but I feel like we're in a much better spot there. That's fair. I think it 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 could benefit him too. Yes, um, I hear the question. I I agree with it. No, yeah, he has. Yeah, he's worked on the other side of the bag. I mean, with the shift, you you've learned to work on the other side of the bag as well, and just double play feeds and all all of that. So he he's been exposed to all of it. Um, I'm not overly concerned with his ability to kind of move around the infield and and play good defense. I'm really looking forward to him moving around the infield. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know a long time ago I think he played the outfield. Yeah. Let's stay in the dirt for now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the rule now, right? By rule, yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about the changes that Paul made that you're so excited about and optimistic about? Sure. From a mental standpoint and maybe more engaging or open to different ideas? Mm. The ones I was mentioning were more physical. But I, I do think um, there's a combination of mental and physical that needed to take place in order for him to have success. And, and one kind of feeds the other. When you struggle for that amount of time, it's it's hard to wake up every day and come to the ballpark with enthusiasm and optimism. Like, it's it's not easy, um, especially – never mind. Um, yes. So, to your point, I think both physically and mentally, there's some adjustments to be made. I feel good about both of those areas. You mentioned yeah. Daniel. Uh, what's yeah. the thing behind a third official hitting coach? 
Um, we've had it uh, in in Packy Elkins. Um, we've had three in each department uh, for the last several years. Um, Add in Daniel's skill set of being able to apply the swim mechanics and some of the data to how we do everything day to day was important to the staff. And then Packy will um, help with his skill set is really does a phenomenal job with advanced scouting. Um, so he'll help on both areas of the offensive side, defensive side, and he'll also help with the pitching. Um, I'm, I'm positive on Burleson. Um, I think we have a hitter on our hands um, who understands kind of what he needs to do to have success. He, he swings a lot, and he makes a lot of contact. So we need to get him to the point where he's a little more selective in what he's swinging at and then looking to do a little bit more damage when he does swing. Um, but he has the ability to handle the entire plate, and uh, he'll expand at times and put a lot of – balls in play um, that are just weak. So his ability to swing less, but when you do swing, swing hard, is going to be a, a key to his spring. Good. His, he's working on getting on top of the ball. Um, it's no secret how pitchers uh, beat him last year, uh, forced him at the top, and he, he had a hard time laying off, and when he swung, he had a hard time getting on top of it and catching up to it. So uh, he's worked the entire offseason on exactly that, is uh, setting his sights lower, but also mechanically getting to the point where, one, let's not swing at, at the ones that aren't in the zone, but two, um, mechanically being able to get to that pitch at the top of the zone. Um, so he's making progress.